Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code PG at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PG at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code PG. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Average to Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Buddy Robinson. Buddy, how's it going? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. No problem. Uh, let's, just, let's just go back in time. Like, What, what was your first memory of uh, playing hockey? Damn, I used to uh, – there's a rink around the corner here. Um, the old Coliseum where the Flyers, damn, back in, like, early 90s were practicing at just around the corner. I think it was Voorhees. And my dad used to take me there just to skate and kind of fell in love with the game there. And he uh, he liked it, so he kind of got me and my, uh, my brother into it. And he just taught us how to skate the first couple times and then saw we had a little bit of a knack for it. So uh, brought us over to, to Hollydale and got us on, like, a learn to skate, learn to play program and kind of just went from there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what about like, did you play any other sports growing up? Oh yeah, baseball, soccer. I love baseball. Like, if you would have gone back to my, you know, ten year old self, baseball would have been the play. Yeah. I was the for sure baseball guy, but hockey just kind of kept growing and growing, and then eventually I had to pick one in high school, and it was hockey. Uh, felt I had a better chance at it. For sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I know hockey. Uh, you got a lot of early mornings. Like, what was that like? Oh. You guys were kids, just like traveling all over. I oh, I can't knows. imagine. Now I'm pushing thirty, and I'm like thinking about it. <laughs> my own kids coming. I'm like, damn. Like when I have kids, it's gonna be nuts. My parents were crazy waking up at four a.m. to take me in the dead of winter to a hockey rink and sit there and watch some kids fall all over the ice. But you know, appreciate what they did because it, it worked out. But man, it was there's some early mornings here. You're walking into the rink half dressed. It's four thirty, and you're excited. You're, you're you're happy to be there, and all the parents are shivering up in the stands. I'm starting to lean towards that side now. Yeah, definitely. And I always ask everybody uh, that's like a pro athlete, like when, like I know you kind of mentioned it, like you picked hockey in high school, like over baseball and things like that. Like when did you know? Like was there a moment that you knew you were like better than the rest, or like something like that? It was kind of weird, like. My career was uh, strange growing up. I was I was bigger than everyone when I was really young, you know, like that five, six, seven, eight year old range. And then I kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. So uh, like my preteen, early teenage years, I was like 
five, seven freshman in high school and everyone was just bigger, more mature than me. So I was like, damn, I'm not going to be able to keep up. And then I think everyone knew I was going to grow. Eventually I had like these big hands and big feet as like a 13 year old. So eventually I grew the body, the body caught up. And then um, in high school is kind of where I started realizing like, okay, maybe I can play a little bit at a higher level and got picked up by a junior team and uh, the OP in Canada it used to be the OPJHL, the Hamilton Red Wings. And Thought I'd give it a shot instead of college. Definitely wasn't mature enough for college yet at 18 years old out here. So um, it was good. I took a little bit of time to play some junior hockey and kind of took off from there. Just never really was looking to the NHL. It was just always like, all right, next step is available. All right, college college wants you now. Okay, now there's a chance for pro. So just kind of took it one level at a time. Yeah, for those that don't know, you're 6'6", right? Yeah, 6'6", 230. (laughs) So I got, got a frame. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, yeah, just going to like junior hockey, could you just like explain to people that don't understand, like don't know, like you went to junior yeah. hockey. I know, I, I know what you mean, but you went to junior hockey yeah. and went to college. Yeah. So junior hockey is like this. It's um, kind of a middle ground for guys who want to play college hockey, but um, aren't quite ready to go right away after high school. So you get like two or three years of eligibility to play junior A, they call it. It's not, uh, you know, the OHL or the QJHL or the, uh, the WHL out West. It's like, uh, it's considered junior A in the United States. We have the USHL and the NAHL in Canada. It's like the OP and then every province has their own, uh, their own junior A league. So it's kind of just this league where everyone plays. Nobody's really in high school anymore. And um, college scouts will come watch you. And then you, you, you know, if you're lucky enough, like myself, you uh, get some interest from some division one, division three colleges and, and uh, you have a couple of choices and you make one and uh, that's where you go to school. You can sign a letter of intent out of junior, just like any other sport. But hockey is a little different. You can be a 21 year old freshman rather than, you know, like 17, 18 years old. So it's a, it's a little funny going into school and yeah. you're meeting all your classmates and they're all 18 and you're 21. And but uh, it's, it's a good experience, though. And, you know, you play a lot of video games, play a lot of hockey and just kind of that's kind of where the, the term, you know, living the dream comes from. So yeah. just out there playing some hockey and taking it one day at a time, enjoying life. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being in college and I had to like retake this class and it was like a freshman class and I was sitting next to a hockey kid and he was 21 and I was 22 and I was a senior and he was a freshman. And I was just like, yeah, I was like, I can't even imagine like, yeah, you feel behind a little bit, but yeah. it's, it's good. At least you can buy a beer if you want to while you're in school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then, yeah. What was it like? I know you're a veteran now in Canada, but like, what was it like when you first moved to Canada? Was it like kind of like a culture shock? Yeah, for sure. It was, um, this was oh, oh 09. So like cell phones and everything were out, but yeah. there was no roaming. There was no like international plan. So my first year of junior, funny enough, I had no car and no phone. <laughs> I was just out there playing video games and going to practice every day. That's kind of it. We had a, it's called a billet family. So this, this family that's close to the team and they host you and you just kind of live with them and eat what they cook. And I was a picky eater. So that was tough for me, but um, I broke through that and, you know, just, get a ride to the rink every morning with your teammate and come home when he's ready and play your games and move on. You just, you know, just keep busy and make some friends, but no, no phone, no, uh, no car. So it's tough to explore, but yeah. it was definitely cool to be a part of like, uh, you know, a hockey culture up in Canada. So it's still really cool to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny just to think about like, we're the same, we're, we're the same age pretty much. And it's funny just to think about like 10 years ago, how phones weren't even like this. Crazy. Yeah. Like how much further it's jump. I know, like there's no roaming. You make yeah. a call. You make a call at six fifty eight. You're gonna get charged a hundred dollars <laughs> if you're calling the states. You're gonna wait till seven p.m. to call. 
That's so funny. Um, yeah. And then what, what was it, what was your recruiting process like to uh, college? Yeah. So I went to uh, Lake Superior State in uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, all the way up there, the UP that, that was culture shock coming from like suburbs of Philadelphia. And then you're going up to a little town with 10,000 people, but um, it was good. Like the recruiting was just, you know, you play, you play some hockey and you know, the scouts are there every, every night and you're just hoping to impress a couple of them uh, uh, during the season. And how it normally goes is like, they'll send the assistant coach out and if he likes you, you know, they'll bring the other assistant coach out and then they'll have a chat with you after and say, all right, like, keep playing good. We'll be in touch. And then eventually, you know, that the, the head coach will come down and if he likes what he sees, then they reach out and then uh, they want to bring you on a visit. So just like most sports, you'll have your official uh, recruiting visit and you'll they'll fly in or your job. I drove. I was close enough to drive. So then you see the campus and catch a game, hang out with the guys afterwards and Normally their job is to do their best to recruit you to the school and show you a good time. So I, I had a good time my uh, my recruiting uh, trip and uh, signed my letter of intent a week later. Gotcha. So you were just you were just one and done. You just visited one school. Yeah, it was just one school. I kind I knew what I, I knew what I liked. It told me to you know give it a couple of days and think think it over. But I, I enjoyed the uh, the guys there so much and they they showed me a great time and just like the whole culture there was it was nice and uh, it was it was a fun school. Really small. It's, compared to what I'm used to back here, the city suburb living. So it was good. It was a really good time and uh, cold though. Definitely very cold. Yeah. And then, um, so like, what, like after your, you were there for two years. So like your, it was your senior year, quote unquote, I guess. Um, like what, what, what was your expectations like for like the NHL and things like that? Or going? Yeah, I really, I didn't, you know, came into college, happy to be there, you know, division one, this is cool. I got to play. And then all of a sudden I was playing every game and kind of on one of the top couple lines, freshman and sophomore year. And then my sophomore season ended and um, in college, you have a uh, family advisors are called. So they have like, uh, like a friend of mine who I met in my junior um, experience. He gave me a call after my sophomore year and said, Hey, you got some interest from uh, the NHL and the Ottawa senators are calling and they want to see if you want to leave school early. So same idea. They, they flew me out to Ottawa. Um, for a little visit and of course you know they roll the red carpet out bells and whistles welcome to the nhl and i couldn't sign on that dotted line fast enough <laughs> um it was it was hard it was hard to leave school obviously you're, you're leaving a bunch of friends and you know you spend every day with these guys for two years and then you leave like just like that so that was tough but you get an opportunity to to live your dream you know you gotta you gotta jump on that so it was great i thank the sense a lot for uh four years three and a half years with them and it was good it gave me a, a good shot and you know, happy to still be playing. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, you spent uh, like four seasons in the AHL. Then you get you got called up during the 15-16 the season. What what was that like to get called up to the NHL? Yeah, it was definitely a grind. You know, three full years, um, AHL, just grinding away, grinding away. It's a, it's a tough, tough road down there because everyone's fighting for the same job. And once you get that call, you get a chance to play. It's a, It's kind of surreal, right? You're you sign that contract to be in the NHL and then, you know, you're, you got to work for it to get up. But once you get called up, it's, it's kind of surreal and it's definitely in, a lot of incentives that want to stay. So you work hard just to make sure that you can stick there one day. And it's a, uh, it's a different lifestyle, man. You're treated great and everything is, uh, everything's great. So it's, it makes you want to work hard and make, to make sure you're sticking there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What is like, what's like AHL life like, is it like, cause I know like I'm thinking like minor league baseball, but like AHL is like triple a basically to yeah to baseball so you're, like, you're right there yeah 
So you're right there. And it's, it's very similar to what I was explaining to junior hockey. Like, yeah. you know, it's pro hockey. You're, you're playing in the second best league in the world. Um, you're one call away from being in the NHL the next night. So you're just doing everything you can, your nightly basis, you know, that there's teams watching. It doesn't have to be your team. You get traded at any time. And, you know, I've gone through that myself once and that's definitely interesting. And you're just one call away. So, you know, during the days you wake up, you got your 11 o'clock practice, 10 o'clock practice. A lot of teams are right around that time. And then after that, it's, it's just killing time again. You're, you know, you, you work out your home normally by one or two every day and, you know, hang out with your teammates, get some lunch and I don't know, just do your best to stay busy. It's, yeah. a, it's a pretty free, it's a pretty free uh, schedule in the American league that you're playing mostly weekend games and you got Monday through Thursday to just practice and then hang out during the week. So you spend a lot of time with your teammates and you get close like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you've been, you've been consistent through your AHL career, just like all like just looking at your numbers, like what, what keeps you uh, consistent? I it's just like learn, learn in my game. Right. Like I grew, you know, it was, there was an adjustment period from college to pro and figuring out, like, I'm not this, you know, skill guy dangle everybody around you know like I'm not the that suit guy out there on the ice anymore like I used to be able to when I was younger you just you know use my body get to the front of the net and it's just you know that's just how I got to score my goals get my points and that's how I'm going to produce lay the body hit some people make some noise make uh, make sure everyone knows I'm out there and then bang a couple uh, greasy goals home in front so that's just kind of where I like to live and get a couple of the bounce in off your legs or your butt that's always a, a plus yeah, for sure. What about tell, who was your who was your first NHL goal against, and and what was that feeling like? Oh, first goal against was was it Al Montoya, I think, for the Florida Panthers. We were playing in Ottawa. It was my second game ever in the NHL. We're playing in Ottawa, and the night before was my first game. Of course, right? Nervous as hell. Sure. Two penalties, minus one. Not the best start you can have. So I'm all nervous. I'm not going to get the play again. And the next night I go out there and I was able to get a goal. It was just um, tip in. I was just standing in front, like I said, and just getting to the front of the net and just got a piece of a puck and deflected one past him. And then after that, it was just black because it was it was a surreal moment. And then, you know, I got the puck. It's actually in my office somewhere over there, but I got the puck and they made a nice little frame for me. And it's just uh, I'm just waiting to put it up on the wall somewhere. I just moved into a new place uh, last summer. So still remodeling a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, yeah, I know you went through a few free agencies and you're currently, you said you're in one right now. Uh, what are, what are those like? And like, what is it like to, to move around to a new team? Stressful. Um, so we got a few more days here. It's uh, free agencies, July 28. Um, normally you start getting, a, you know, a couple of feelers here and there. Teams are interested or what's going on. Um, I'm hoping to be back with Calgary. I've enjoyed my time three years there with them. And uh, I feel like it's a good fit for me, but free agency is always stressful. You never know. Like right now there's no job. And uh, I'm just hoping to, you know, get a, get that phone call saying you're going back for another year or, you know, maybe a two-year deal is it's always nice, a little security, but free agency is always exciting and nervous at the same time. Cause mm-hmm. you get a call from whoever you're going here, you know, pack your bags, you're off to a new city. So it's exciting, but also nerve wracking. Cause sometimes you're going to a team where you don't know anyone, don't know any coaches or just, flying in there blind and it's tough but part of the gig and just kind of move on with it yeah yeah definitely and then tell me about these last like two seasons with uh like COVID I know it's been like crazy like what is what is like protocol and like I know even Canada was like shut down like what was that like for you oh yeah like so Canada our north division this past year was was complete lockdown it was they were pretty much you know 
I, we all understood it was just the way it was going. Um, Canada was a little bit more strict than the U.S., so pretty much just begging us to stay in our places and work. Like so, rink and home, pretty much it. Like uh, they were very adamant about that. Don't no hanging out on the side and no going to the you know there's no movie theaters or restaurants or anything like that open. So just don't go anywhere. Don't do anything stupid. <laughs> don't get a shutdown, please. Is pretty much what the uh, what the uh, message was all year. Just don't get a shutdown. So. Every day you'd go in and you'd have your COVID test up the nose or down the throat and right. go onto the rink. And then you, you don't breathe for a few hours until you get your results back and then you're clear. And then the next day you do it all over again. So yeah. it, uh, it definitely got a little tiring getting that, you know, that Q-tip shoved up your nose every day, but yeah. is what it is. And we were, we were fortunate enough that we were able to play. So uh, yeah. definitely lucky, you know, to at least get the season in at that point. Yeah, definitely. Were you guys in a bubble? Um, kind of, yeah. So like we only played the North division. So we only played in Canada. We only, we played the six other teams felt like a hundred times each yeah. uh, <laughs> saw them every other day, but it was technically not a bubble, but it was like, you couldn't, you know, Canada was just shut down. So you really couldn't go anywhere anyway, if you wanted to like yeah. order food pretty much every night or order your groceries and, you know, to the rink and home every day, go for your walk, you know, just trying to kill some time during the day. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now your brother Eric is also in the NHL. What what is it yep. like to to have a brother in the NHL? Like two, you're, you're both brothers, siblings. Yeah. Jealous. He's so much better. <laughs> uh, now nah, super super proud. Like it, I'm a few years older than him, so like our whole lives it was just like I was doing everything first. You know, I was you know growing. I was big. He was little, and then I was moving on to junior hockey, and he was still playing club because just a few years younger. So everyone wanted to know what I was doing. What like what am I up to? What am I up to now? just to see him like succeed and just blow every expectation out of the water. It's just, it's awesome. It's a proud older brother moment and uh, watch every game I can of his and he's just getting better and better. So he's, uh, he's going to have a nice long career there and hopefully uh, the people in Columbus get to enjoy him for his whole career. Cause uh, I know he loves it there. and um, I know the fans love him and he just, it just awesome. He's doing a great job and could be more proud. Would you, would you ever want to play with him? Oh yeah. I, I mean, I'd love to, we'll see. That's, yeah. That's about Columbus. They know they like him. I don't yeah. know if they, they know about me, though. <laughs> it could yeah. be a little awkward, too, me rolling in here trying to take a, take a job from someone who's out of the East. Yeah. So sure. uh, we'll leave that till maybe the end of the career. Maybe get a, a yeah. sniff somewhere with him or at least to play against him this season would be pretty cool. We've missed each other twice now. So yeah, uh, just to play against him this season would be pretty cool if I can, if we can make that happen. Yeah, you got to do the jersey exchange. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Like, do they do that if they do that? Nah, they, you don't do that. No, NHL jersey, they cost too much, man. It's a <laughs> trainers will kill you. You come back with no jersey, they're gonna be like, hey, what the hell is going on? I need a check for 300 bucks, please. Thank you. <laughs> That's hilarious. Can't be giving those things away. Um, yeah, then just like uh what what keeps you motivated just because you've been in the NHL, I meant in the AHL so long and then getting called up, sent down and called up. Yeah, I think like I said, the lifestyle, man, it's just you get treated like gold, you know, you're you're in the NHL and you're, you're on that, um, that pedestal, especially the Canadian market where, you know, you're, you're in front of all these people, or at least last year and on TV, you know, they're tuning in. It's rivalry games all the time in Canada. Like, it's just another atmosphere up there. So it, you just want to be a part of that. And you want to be a, a part of that's um, the atmosphere. Like I said, just playing in front of those electric fans, the Canadian fans are crazy. And it's, it's just a fun time. So you know, the, the cities you go to, you're traveling all the time. You're like in a normal season, you get to go to great cities and explore, you know, good restaurants. And it's just a good lifestyle. And uh, 
you know, it doesn't last forever. So you definitely want to take advantage of it. Well, if you're lucky enough to play at this level and uh, um, just make it last as long as possible. Cause like I said, uh, retirement is pretty early in the, in the uh, hockey world yeah. compared to uh, real life. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and what, what advice would you give to a, a young player, like either trying to get like a D1 scholarship or trying to go pro? I just to have fun, especially younger kids. Like if you're, you're high school or just before, like just, you know, play m- multiple sports, be an athlete, not a hockey player, you know, like learn how to do other things, play other sports just and enjoy it. You know, if you're, if you're good enough, like they'll find you. I played double A hockey my whole life growing up and that's nothing, you know, that's nothing crazy compared to the leagues they got going on now. Kids are traveling all over the country playing hockey. And, you know, if you're, if you're good enough, someone will be there, someone will find you. Um, and just try not to stress. It's funny me saying that because that's all I did with stress. That's all I still do is stress, but just try not to stress and just, you know, enjoy it, enjoy the ride. And uh, if you're good enough, you'll, you'll get seen and you'll be in the right situation. Yeah, for sure. And then just going back to your brother, do you guys like call each other up and let's like go, go through like any like plays and stuff like, or like, just like, like uh, for advice with, for each other or stuff like that? Yeah. I'll call them every once in a while. Like during the season, it's hard, you know, like days slip by, especially last year, you're playing every, every other night, every, yeah. every two nights in a row, you know, stuff like that. But like, I try to watch most of his games because luckily he's on the East coast and I had a two hour time difference. So his games are starting to like, you know, five o'clock, which was kind of nice. Get to see him play or, um, but yeah, I'll give him a call. Not, not too much advice, but just like, see, tell him he's doing good or maybe a thing here or there. If I think, you know, I could help, like I said, he's better than me at this point. So I'm calling my younger brother for advice at this point, but, <laughs> but yeah, just if I see something, it's an easy game on TV, right? It's yeah. an easy game from the stand. So I'm like, yeah, just do this next time. Yeah, you go, yeah. okay. Yeah. Do that a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we keep in touch a lot though. We watch each other's games and it's uh, it's, we got a good relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, are you ready for some fun questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What, what's your favorite uh, song right now? Favorite song? Damn, right now? <sighs> Got me. Uh, I think I like that new Bieber one, honestly. I'm a big Bieber right. guy. I don't know. Not many, right. not many guys will admit that, but I like the Bieber song. Yeah, with the, with and the anything Leroy. country. Sorry? Yeah, with the kid Leroy. That's the new yeah. Song. Yeah, yeah. That guy's blowing up, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I'm not like, uh, you know, new music. I'm not too good. At. I'm not good. Yeah. At. I just got my old playlist, but I like that Bieber song. I like the new, uh, that Ed Sheeran song is pretty good. That just came out. All right. Can, can tell you the, the name of it, but it yeah. comes on. the radio. I feel, I feel you. That's how I am with songs. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know who the artist is. I don't know really the song. Yeah. I don't know the name. I can, I can sing the, the, the popular part. Right. <laughs> Definitely. What about like, uh, what's your, what's your favorite food in, in Canada? Like maybe something new that you discovered. Ooh, something new nothing new but um a lot of places out in kind of like you know vancouver even even calgary's got great sushi like okay. toronto great sushi place I, I always try and find the good sushi places when i'm on the I wasn't, road wasn't or, expecting that yeah i know crazy right like Cal- <laughs> calgary i know middle middle of the country you wouldn't expect it but really good sushi places there and then you go to vancouver and it's automatic you're right there on the water and like yeah. love the sushi up there yeah it's like what? make sure guys make it a point to get the sushi when you're in vancouver all right. Well, if I'm in Canada, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Check it out or message me first. And then I'll tell you if you're yeah. in the right city or not. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The only, pl- I only been to uh, Montreal, I believe. Yeah. Once. Yeah. And also they got good steaks up there too. The Canadian, uh, the Canadian beef, a lot yeah. of good steaks up there too. I had a simple, simple answer, but you know, yeah. could have yeah, gone with like a poutine, but I don't really eat it too much. You know, the fries and gravy with the cheese yeah, yeah. curds, but I don't eat that too much. Yeah. No, I'm, I like sushi and steak, so this is both. Yeah, good. there you go. Uh, what What do you like to do in your free time when you're not playing hockey? 
and we got a lot of still a lot a lot of buddies that play some uh xbox together we still play Ford or call of duty and stuff like that like a lot of teammates a lot of guys in the in the league still play video games and it's a good good uh time killer i also like cooking a lot too big time in the kitchen yeah i'll do anything what's your always learn what's your favorite meal to cook oh favorite meal i like making a beef wellington it's a, right. it's a grind. Yeah, it takes a little while, but I really like, you know, like the, the pastry wrap, filet mignon, and, you know, you got the mushrooms and prosciutto inside. It's really, really good. It takes a little while, but I like making that stuff. I like, I watch a lot of Gordon Ramsay YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. Oh, so maybe we'll get, we'll get clips him of him are this. hilarious. Yeah, I know. We'll get, <laughs> we'll send this to him and see if he's watching. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we tell, will. This, tell me, send, send me some tips. <laughs> Definitely. What about you? You, uh, you guys play, NA, like, you guys play NHL? Uh, here and there, I got a couple teammates play, so we'll just jump on. I, you know what, level like NHL, FIFA. I used to play these games, you know, religiously in the American League in Binghamton with some of my roommates, and it just got to the point where I was losing sleep over losing to these guys, and like we were making bets on the stupidest things, like running down the street. All right, you lose, go pick up dinner, and I found myself losing all the important games. So I was, I had to quit playing the one-on-one games like NHL and FIFA. So. I stick to the shooter games now just by myself. And just if I'm playing on their team, fine. I can't play against people. I'm too competitive. I start throwing stuff and broke a few controllers that season. So I weaned myself off of the uh, NHL FIFA. I got you. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, best of luck next season. Obviously, we'll definitely stay in touch and be in touch and see where you go next. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 